Hello, and welcome back to the Manufacturing Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Mayer, and I am absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. But before we dive into today's exciting episode, a quick reminder, don't forget to check us out at manufacturingculturepodcast.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram for all the latest updates on manufacturing and culture. And a huge shout out to our sponsor, Speroni, for their absolutely unwavering support. We couldn't do this without them, and we really appreciate them. They're heroes in this industry. So now let's get rolling. Today's guest is nothing short of a manufacturing maverick, a true rock star of the industry, and a beacon of inspiration. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to introduce Courtney Tate, the visionary owner of On-Time Quality Machining. Courtney's story is not just about precision and manufacturing. It's a tale of passion, purpose, and perseverance. Growing up in Milwaukee's inner city, Courtney transformed his early challenges into a powerhouse of potential. With a BS from Milwaukee School of Engineering and a childhood filled with curiosity and creativity, he's been shaping the future of manufacturing one CNC machine at a time. Courtney's mission it's grand and groundbreaking. He's not just running a successful job shop. He's revolutionizing the industry by opening doors for underrepresented communities. His business, nestled in the heart of Milwaukee, serves as a beacon of hope and opportunity. Courtney is not just an entrepreneur. He's a community hero, dedicating, dedicated to bringing jobs back to the Milwaukee area and offering a chance for many to grow thriving careers in manufacturing. But wait, there is more. Courtney sees his field as an art, pushing boundaries with modern methods and a unique vision. His approach is as refreshing as it is revolutionary, blending the technical prowess of Autodesk Fusion and CAD CAM systems with the excitement of video games, a blend that captivates the younger generation. In today's episode, we'll explore Courtney's journey, his vision for the future, and his ambitious plans to turn on-time quality machining into a franchise model. It's a story of transforming dreams into reality, and of course, his beautiful vision of a CNC shop on every corner. So gear up for an inspiring ride with Courtney Tate, a man who's not just making machines, but is also crafting a brighter future for many. Stay tuned, and let's get this show on the road. This episode is brought to you by Speroni. Revolutionize your shop floor with Speroni, where cutting-edge technology meets craftsmanship. Elevate precision, amplify productivity. Speroni. Experience. Tradition. The future. Courtney Tate, welcome to the Manufacturing Culture Podcast, my man. Thank yes, you so sir. much for being here. With Jim, man, thanks for, uh, for um, having me, sir. I deeply, deeply appreciate this opportunity. Thank you, sir. You got it. You got it. Yes, sir. I love the formality, Courtney. You don't mm -hmm. have to call me sir, man. You called okay. me sir in the email messages and all that. I uh, th That is not who I am. I may be gray in the beard, bud, but you don't have to call me sir. It just makes you feel older, Courtney. I got you, Jim. I got you, Jim. <laughs> all right. There we go. There we go. That's what I like. Uh, so, uh, Courtney, you and I, I, I literally reached out to you a week ago 
And yeah. it'll be a couple weeks uh, once this is released. But a mm -hmm. week ago, I reached out to you on the advice mm -hmm. of a mutual friend, Andrew Crow. Um, yeah. I really want to thank Andrew publicly mm -hmm. on here if he's watching, listening, whatever he does thank with you, this. Andrew. Yes, sir. Drew, you're the man. Um, yeah, he is. But Courtney, you and I have had a pretty neat interaction in the like 20 mm -hmm. minutes that we've been talking already before we, yeah. we hit that record button. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited about today's episode. I love your energy. I love your passion. Mm -hmm. I love what you are doing in your local area in, in Milwaukee. So tell mm -hmm. me, tell the listeners of the Manufacturing Culture podcast what what is the story of Courtney? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, man. So yeah, a little bit bit about about me here. Well, uh, you know, yes, you know, what I'm saying just, just like like a, you know, a gem. I was born and raised in in Milwaukee all of my life. Here, grew up kind of kind of rough in some rough areas. You know, things like that. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't know my my uh, dad. You know, my uh, mom. She uh, you know um, wasn't around. So basically, my uh, grandmother raised me, you know, so we grew okay. up poor, you know, didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of toys and things like that, but I always loved that science and uh, tinkering with things. So me, cool. I grew up not having, having toys. Right. So, um, I, uh, found, uh, um, uh, 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 aluminum foil being my best friend to where I could mold and shape my own toys from scratch. And then I didn't know that that was part of like building things and being, you know, Kind of a kind of a nerd in a way, right? So, but yeah. anyway, you know, I went to Milwaukee Trade Technical High School. There, your freshman year, they have uh, um, uh, electives like plumbing, carpentry, welding, auto shop class, and you and you have to choose an actual major. Me, okay. I chose tool and tool and die. So there, you know, tool and tool and die is the manual mills, the uh, you know, no, no, it's the manual lathes. I yep. had to cut in my own inserts, making my own hammers and wrenches and things like that. So I just started from the old, old ways, you know. But yeah. anyway, you know, my uh, junior year, it was like 10, uh, 10, 10 kids that were uh, chosen to take college courses at MATC, which is our local uh, uh, um, technical college. So there yep. is where I first seen the CNC machine. Like, man, I'm going to love right away. Like all these fancy <laughs> lights, like, whoa, you know, and just to see it move and zip around and move around. I was like blown away. So I knew then and there I found my uh, calling. And what I know is like I just knew like this is going to yeah. be something I'm going to be, be uh, doing, you know. So, you That's know, cool. I end up uh, graduate uh, waiting from uh, um, from um, high school and with their certificate of of, of completion from us uh, for a uh, tool and tool and dive there. I took college courses at MATC, which is a two year course. So they teach you CNC set up operations and they also teach you how to write write program code. Wow. So there, you know, so that's your uh, uh, um, associates there. So I took it from there and went to MSOE for two more uh, years and got my uh, bachelor's. So cool. ever since then, I've been I've been working at a lot of uh, companies around here locally, big end shops, big, big uh, companies, little uh, companies or whatnot. Um, and then I just seen all these different methods or whatever. Right. So but it was always something about me wanting to, to grow and do more and within these companies. But like a lot of times they kind of put you in a box and just say, well, no, hey, you're hired just for this, this here. But I'm like, hey, I can do laves and everything else as well, too. <laughs> And, and it's needed over there, right? So, but I will also see that they were using older older methods, which is fine, but this field is technical, right? So it's always growing. 
So yeah. I would tell them, hey, there's a tool out there that can cut this a lot faster. So in this trade, and we sell a sale time, basically. So a lot of uh, companies, they would say, no, and we're not going to do that, Ooh, whatever, things like that. You know, and plus me, a lot of times I was the only black guy working throughout these uh, companies. Like, right. like, say, these companies have been open in 60 years. I was the very first engineer in history hired at a lot of these places, right? So I worked at a lot of wow. a lot of companies. You know, some I've left more so for growth purposes, but just to also to politics, you know, like things yeah. like that. You know, it was just a lot of that, man. So, but I think you know that was the gift and the curse in its own because it pushed me to open up my own company here. So I was like, look, you know. I'm just going to take that leap. <laughs> I got an SBA loan from a Wibbick, you know, that's yeah. a great source there. So they helped me out throughout the whole, whole uh, process. So I, I took a 90 day course to help me build my uh, business plan. They also had bankers that I would uh, pitch to after that 90 day process. So uh, bankers that would actually fund me. So it was me and 15 other people that day pitching for uh, funding. I was the only one chosen that day to get to, to get funded. So I was funded a quarter of a million dollars to get on time quality machining going going here. So without that, you know, I would not be here right now. So uh, I'm, I'm currently going going on now. My uh, third third year would be in February here. So next month will be our three year mark already. And I'm still learning a lot about business, you know, just building those partnerships and then networking more, finding the right team as well, too. You know, so that's very, very vital. I messed up at first hiring friends. You know, I kind of learned my lesson there. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, like one month they shit parts out bad. And that was like 70 Ooh. grand I lost that month. So that hit me hard being a company new up and coming. I couldn't afford to take hits like that, but I learned something though. You know, I learned yeah. that everyone doesn't like to see you elevate and grow, you know, and with, it was kind of mm. hurtful time, but you know, it is what it is, you know, like for me, failure is not an option, man. I literally have a bed in my office here to where if I got to be here seven days a week to get parts out on time overnight, the whatever it takes to make the customer happy, get those parts out on time. I will do it. But now I have a good a good team in place to where I can delegate tasks, take some of that pressure yeah. off me, get these grades out there, beer, so much grades popping in, you know, <laughs> which it looks good because your grade looks awesome, Jim. So, you know, hey, you know. Oh, thanks, brother. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> how many how many employees do you have now, Courtney? So currently I have I have three. So I have a two, awesome. a two, a two first shift guys, and I have one second shift guy. And of course, me and my wife as well, too, right? So five of us total. So I am That's uh, awesome. as, we, as we grow in cash flow and workflow, I am looking to uh, hire. So I currently have a contract deal, knock on wood, that's in the works here. If that launches off, man, that would be a tremendous deal for me. You know, that would that would change us in a way to where I could eventually buy an actual building at that point and put the classroom in there as well, too, because we're also focused on teaching as well, too. So me and a partner mm -hmm. of mine that, that uh, teaches at MATC, he's been teaching there about 22 uh, years in the actual trade. Mm -hmm. So me and him is coming up with a 16-week course that teaches the raw day-to-day -day basis within a CNC shop. 
So you're not doing all this other other classes that you're not going to use daily, whatever, right? So yeah. but this teaches them everything from CAD and CAM, intro, entry uh, level CNC setup for lathe and mill, and we also have fifth fifth axis, fourth axis milling. So we do modernized fixturing things like that. So they're uh, learning the up to date te technology as well, and also too, it's a family feel here. You know, I just bought a 85 inch TV. For like days on the weekend, we can watch the Packer games as long as we can keep things going or something like that, and we can watch some games, you know, right? So just to have that feel, even though it's work, right? You know, but to me, it's yeah. not work to me because I love, I love this trade, man. I would do it for free, but just so happened that we're solving billionaire problems, they will gladly <laughs> pay you for it, right? So that's that's what it's all about, man, and. uh you know, more so reaching out to the uh, youth as well, too. You know, I was just uh, reached out by M MPS here to be their new youth uh, um, uh, uh, apprenticeship in employer. So I would be working really? with teens a lot more, things like that as well, to, to get that message out there. Because a lot of teens just don't know. And me, I live yeah. in that messed up neighborhoods, man, the hood, right? Things like that. So just last week. It was a team walking down the street with an AK, like kind of like in his to where I could see it. So, but wow. yeah, it's like hanging like right here. So me, I pop popped out on like, hey, that's a nice gun, man. Guess how it, it was made though. So I showed uh, him some videos and things like that. He was like, what? So he was like, are you uh are you hiring? I was like, not right now, but give me your number and things like that, you know. But see, it's just it's just things like that that gets me happy to reach yeah. those teens that's in messed up places in their life right now. You know, I yeah. grew up similar, didn't have a dad around. My mom, it was in prison. My cousin sold drugs, gang bang, whatever, whatever. Just so happened I made it through those cracks, man. And yeah. oh, man, I've been I'm happy you did. Alive, man, all that. But just so happened by the grace of God, man, I made it, I made it through and I'm right here right now able to change lives, you know, but uh, I, I can't it. do it alone. I need help from, building partnerships hey, with customers to get that work in here. So the work yeah. isn't just the work to make money. It's to also em employ people that need it, that need yeah. it. And it will change their lives drastically, like literally. Like everyone I show this to and bring them in my company and walk them around, they're blown away. Like I never knew this even existed. I'm like, yes, wow. man. Like <laughs> this is where it's <laughs> at. You know, this is how things are made, you know? Yeah. So and they're 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 just blown away, man. So yeah, I am happy to be able to be on platforms like this to get that message out there. You know, just like we it. said before, talking. There's not a lot of guys that look like me that's really doing it this way. Like I've googled yeah. companies trying to find you know guys that look like me that own companies like this, and there's none. Like I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, right. so. You and I are talking again because of Drew. Um, yeah. I reached out to Gr Drew um, because I, I'm creating these themes for mm -hmm. this year, right? Not less of a shotgun approach to to my episodes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, February, I really wanted to focus on Black Journeys in manufacturing. Yeah. Yes, um, and yes. I reached out to Drew because I started going through my LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, connections. Yeah, and. A lot of them look like me, right? Or yeah. In one way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, and last year when Drew was on the show, we had talked about being intentional and how 
people go about creating deeper connections with different mm-hmm. communities and underrepresented communities. And yeah. albeit I did not do as good of a job as I would have mm-hmm. liked to and built a, a more robust community. So that's why he he recommended I talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as we're talking about Black journeys in the mm-hmm. manufacturing industry, um, yeah. you, you've had, it sounds like some very unique experiences, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, sir. Because you're a Black man. Uh, yes, in in Milwaukee, and so tell us a little bit more about uh, how your journey now as a black entrepreneur has mm-hmm. shaped your perspective of the industry as a whole. Right? It, it, has it changed since you've opened your shop and uh, it, your perspective about the industry? Yes, yes, it has in a way, you know, it, it, it really has, you know, but in some ways I still see a little bit of push, a pushback some, sometimes. So for instance, and we're currently ramping it up sales and marketing always door to door, whatever. But I noticed that when I'm doing door to door and I come to these companies and I tell them about me and what I do, they're blown away. Like what? Like, really? really? You know, and some can't actually believe that I own a shop, you know? Some yeah. of the time I walk around with my Haas hat on, you know, and uh, because I have Haas, Haas, Haas meals. So they ask, yeah. so do you, do you work for Haas? I was like, you know, I own a couple of Haas, you know, <laughs> and, and food, you know, do you need any parts made? You know, this name of my company, so on and so forth, right? But, you know, I think that a lot more guys are opening up because, you know, they know okay. that we are in this to, to, to together, man. We're, we're trying to yeah. bring work back home and keep it in the USA. You know, just because my paint uh, job is a little bit different than yours, I still have a family. I still have a heart. You know, I bleed the same away as you. I still have yeah. a vision, you know. Um, but how can I partner with you so we can both get some money, man, and feed our yeah. family, you know, you know, like, Absolutely. and, and also take a, take care of our customers. But I do see some of them, right. Because I have a couple of my buddies that I do work for and then we actually share work. So mm-hmm. I would get turned down from a company that I go quote for or go pitch to, and I would have cheap prices or whatever, but I would say, Hey man, I tried this company, try them out and see if they would give you a, a actual shot. And a lot of times they would. And his prices would be more than mine. But that's just, I'm like, what other reason would they? I'm like, you know, but I even, Jim, I went as far as bringing my work resume. It's like a lot of these companies will hire me, but they won't partner up with me to give me work to help build up my actual company here to where I can save some of our lives by creating jobs. So I've seen that in a way, you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because I'm able to talk with the owners face to face and just kind of vibe out uh, uh, with them and let them know, like, yeah, I'm something new. I'm a new flavor out here in the, in a mix of things, but it's okay. You know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I don't I don't know it all. I seek knowledge from my customers to learn and grow as well, too. I value knowledge more than money because yeah. the more problems or, you know, knowledge I know, I'm able to solve just those many more uh, issues and problems, you know. So but, yeah. yeah, you know, those are kind of ways I kind of see things changing as being a being a black guy in this in this pond. But, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. eager and I'm hungry, man. Failure is not an option. You know, um, yeah. I'm. I'm looking to do it. You know, it's like me. I love everyone, man. Like I don't have any bad energy towards anyone. If people don't like me, I say, hey, thank you. Hey, you have a nice day, man. You know, if you need me, 
reach out to me, you know? And, you know, something you know where something to else find me. as well, Jim. I've been kind of using the fact that if these companies do business with minority-owned companies, they get a tax write-off. So I've been using that Absolutely. in my marketing to kind of like pull them in, you know, like, well, hey, there you go. You, know, you might yeah. not like my paint job, man. You can still save money right away just by doing work with me, man. Like, you know, what, what you want me to do here? You know, but this is my paint job is cost savings to you. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know, so so yeah, I've 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 kind of seen seen that man, but you know, working throughout these companies, being the only black guy that's eager and able to yeah. solve problems, some of these guys look at me as I'm trying to outshine them or outdo them when I'm just simply doing that what I love. And I share yeah. this knowledge with them. Like, you know, say for, awesome. for instance, I worked at a company where they were having issues they would apart. It was taking them an hour and 15 minutes to make one of these parts, and they're making thousands of these parts yearly. So finally, they listened to me, and I was able to add one tool. I took it from an hour and 20 minutes down to 15 minutes with a high feed With a high feed meal, one tool. Once they seen that, the owner came to me and was like, man, how'd you do that? And I told them. So it was like me and 15 other engineers there that I just set them down wow. and I told them about the process and method. Now that tool, they order like 50 of them, you know, wow. and they were saving money left and right. And like millions of dollars being put back into the company's pocket just for listening to me. But it was just so much pushback, man. I'm like, what's up with that? Like we are in a technical field that's always changing, you know, so. Yeah. So yeah, you know that's been kind of my 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 thing we're, with that man. So, yeah, we're in a technical field, but we're also mm-hmm. a, a, I argue all the time with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just as much a human field as it is a technical field, right? Yep, exactly. Um, yep. And the humans that companies are employing. I mean, that's why I started my company. That's why I started mm-hmm. this podcast. I love the people in this industry. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm very passionate about the fact that. To me, manufacturing uh, built the middle class in this country, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we offshored a lot of our work, our manufacturing, Mm -hmm. we've seen this decline of the middle class, right? We've seen more families go into poverty uh, in the last 30 years than at any other time in our nation's history, right? Because we haven't had this middle class to build off of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you see similar things in in your area there in in Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, just like I said, you know, uh, opening up this business, my vision where I was just trying to see, you know, well, what's the need? You know, how could I you know, make sure that I'm going to make it, you know, open up a business because I'm putting my house on the line, literally. Right. Yeah. So um, um, and then one of the things was, for one, the baby boomers are retiring at a rapid rate and enough youth are not coming in, filling those voids. That was one of them. So I know that the companies may farm my work. Then also, too, you know, Trump as well. That's my guy. I don't know what other people I'm not. Well, I'm going to say I like him because for one, what he did for guys in manufacturing is that he put tariffs on things. So therefore, sure. their work being made over uh, seas there, you know, it started to come back home a lot more because prices started to balance out. I'm not going to yeah. knock China hustle, you know, whatever, but <laughs> their, work, their work needs to come back home. Right. You know, yeah. and um, I think that now just seeing that more, I'm starting to see a lot more of their work trickle back in as a lot of my partner companies are at. Yeah, we're talking and things like uh, uh, like that. And 
you know, the war and all that stuff that's going on in the world, you know, with China and all that. So it's not good, but it's kind of good for manufacturing because they know that we should have been making our stuff home anyway. You know, we sold out to them selling out the middle class. Like, let's fix that once and for all. Make it back home again. You know, make it made in USA is where the high quality is at, man. That's where even though it might cost a little bit more, but... You you pay for for quality so you don't have to buy the same thing twice because it breaks faster, right? So you're yeah. saving money either way, right? So I see that kind of you know coming back this way a little bit, you know. So yeah. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your hey manufacturing culture podcast listeners. Power up your day with shop floor coffee. Use promo code SkillUpAZ with no spaces for 10% off your order. It's not just a brew, it's a movement. Each purchase supports Skill Up Arizona, helping to fund apprenticeships and scholarships in the state of Arizona. This is coffee that empowers future tech and trade stars. Ready to join the cause? Click the link in the show notes to order and sip with purpose. Together, let's brew a brighter future. Autodesk CAD CAM video game mashup that you got going on, man, because uh, I'm always looking at ways to get young people interested in manufacturing, right? Especially in, uh, I live in Phoenix. We have a lot of underrepresented communities here, right? And and a lot of schools uh, don't have the money to mm-hmm. have CTE programs, have machine tools on classroom floors. So they're looking mm-hmm. for virtual ways to get kids interested. So mm-hmm. I- I'm dying to know, man. Tell us about sure. this. Yeah, man. So as you know, Autodesk Fusion 360 is just like Mastercam, Esprit, Bobcam, things like that. But each one, each one has their different price points. Like I was looking at Mastercam, but the price point was it was a lot of money and I'm like, ah, yeah, you know. So, you know, I follow my guy Tights the CNC, you know, that's my man. That's like that's like my virtual dad, if you don't know. Really? But, All right. And I love Tights the CNC. So I was actually uh taking his uh courses, right? And mm-hmm. there's where I I was first introduced to Autodesk Fusion 360. So there with Autodesk, that's what I use. So I actually chose that because, uh, for one, the price point is so cheap, and it's just as powerful as Mastercam and those others to 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 me. So yeah. I think a seat of that I pay about six hundred bucks for the year, and it comes with lathe posts, milling posts, fourth axis posts, fifth fifth axis posts. I'm able to do really? everything I need, and I'm able to create three D models on there as well too. So you have your CAD oh and CAM side. So the CAD side stands for computer aided, aided design. The CAM, as you may know, computer aided manufacturing is is where you write you know so you write the program code at. So yeah. anyway, the CAD side is where the video game, it's all a video game to me, right? So I tell kids, you're able to literally think of something, make a model of it, and then you're able to create it in the cam side and produce it and make it tangible, put it in your hand. So it's like a video game on steroids because you're able to sit it. here and do things and make things. And not just that, once you have that 3D model, oh, you're able to make that bad boy real now. <laughs> so I connect with the kids because a lot of kids, like I said, around here, they like rims. 
So I tried to, mm-hmm. to connect with them in a way. So they like okay. rims, they like Jordan tennis shoes, Nikes and things like that, right? So I tell yep. them, like the Jordan soles of the shoes is made out of a mold. That mm-hmm. mold is made on a CNC machine. But first that mold had to be designed from somebody thought how to design this Jordan shoe or sole. They pour the plastic in, open that mold, out come your sole of your shoe. Boom, over and over again. Even yeah. rappers, kids here like rappers, right? With the big chains and yeah. you know pieces on. I like, dude. Don't you know how those were were uh, made? Those are made out of a CNC machine where you take an ugly piece of metal and take the pretty <laughs> model that you created out of your head. Any design chain you want that the rappers got, carve and shape that metal, or you can go make it out of a three D printer. You can three D uh. print these pieces now. So now I'm connecting that with them in a way and they're like, what, really? I'm like, yes. Like even the rims, the nice big rims on trucks, you know, they like the rims. Yeah. Those are made on a CNC machine. I'm like, bro, you can sit down with me and we can customize any rim you want to make and make (laughs) it. And make it, right? So this is how I'm connecting it with the youth on things that they like. Yeah, you're you're able to reach them on a level that, mm -hmm. I mean, is unique to you, right? I yeah. couldn't go in there. I, I wouldn't know what they like, right? I, yeah, you see? I, yep. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, my daughter wears dunks, right? But that's yeah, because she's a privileged white girl in North <laughs> Phoenix, right? I mean. <laughs> but those, that, but that, those dunks still take the same CSV process method absolutely. to make real. So but I never would have connected that. I yeah. never in a hundred years, man, would have made that connection yep. of you like dunks. Those dunks, the mold for the soles of those are made on a CNC. Exactly. I never in a million years would have yep. made that connection, man. That exactly. is genius. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. But see, that comes because I got teens as well, too. So <laughs> I can make them on that level to where they put me up on game, you know. I look yeah. at the little, little rappers they like and be like, what's that? He's like, Dad, man, you see his, see his chain? Isn't his chain nice? I'm like, yeah. Huh. So a light bulb goes on. Like, oh, okay. So that's what you like. Okay. But guess what? That chain was made this way, you know. That's and that awesome. Them with the CNC world and with the CAD and CAM, you know, and plus, you know, kids like video games. Mine's do these. I still game yep. out of me now and again when I have some time Heck to free yeah. my brain, whatever. But yep. anyway, these video games is just a simulation. You're, they're doing the same thing over and over again, selecting certain features and buttons and things like that. Yep. But it's, it's the same, you know. So mm-hmm. if you're able to connect them with that and Man, and then the uh, CNCs, it's like it gets even funner because after you develop this process, you make the 3D model, you make the process, the tools and everything to make this happen. You take that and load that that code onto your USB, whatever. Now the fun is still going on because you're able to take that USB, go to your CNC machine now, load your tools, your vices and everything and bring that guy to life. Bring it to life. Make it a reality now. And you can sell it and get money for it. What? Oh, come on, man. Like, like it's crazy, man. That's amazing. It's crazy, That's amazing. Yes, sir. I love it. So I also really want to ask about your idea of franchising. Yeah. uh, On time. Tell tell me about that vision, man, because 
I love the idea of a machine shop on every corner, but that's because yeah. I'm in this industry and I love this industry. I, yeah. I've got coolant in my veins and my Is nostrils that- permanently. <laughs> right. But how, uh, tell us about this. How did that idea come about and, and how are you going to make that a reality? Right. You know, so I'm glad you asked that question, Jim. So for me, you know, the reason why, you know, I, I mean, I love knowledge so much. I've always loved knowledge more than money. Right. So I guess that kind of helps me more so in this area. Right. So the yeah. vision from the franchise market came to where a lot of people work in this trade and think you don't make good money, but you make good money just learning how to program code, set up whatever else. But now the carry Let's take not really care. This is a real thing. Let's take it to the next level. Let's talk about yeah. legacy now. Let's talk about legacy now. Okay. I don't have to be a huge company. I could be a little right. company with multiple arms, just like Chick-fil-A. In order to be a franchisee of Chick-fil-A, you have to work there for a two-year term before you're able to do your own franchisee. So here we have a process here where I'm trying to develop now where I will be monitoring these guys, seeing their growth, seeing their hunger as they work with me under me for a couple of year terms or maybe even a year. It's based on a worker, right? From yeah. there, I got a way to where either myself can finance CNC um, the machines, but by me seeing, meaning that I want to put them on every corner, there's a lot of uh, um, abandoned buildings around here, right? Little things yeah. like that. Spaces. Okay. I tell them, well, like, look, bro, I got a nice, huge contract deal here. I got so much work that I don't know what to do with it. I can only do so much, right? Tell you what, you're killing it right now. You go over here. I will help finance your building, your machines. I would give you so much work, and I'm going to take a cut off of it. This business, right? Yep. So I'm going to take 30%, whatever, off, whatever. But instead of you making six figures a year, you're now making six figures every month on top of you have a legacy now that you can pass down throughout your family. So once you wow. die and go on, you're able to do that. And that helps me to be able to touch multiple parts in the world, Florida, yeah. wherever, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta. Bring it Nobody down here to Arizona. Phoenix, Phoenix, most yep. definitely. Got you. Can't forget Phoenix, right? So yeah, this buddy. way, you're able to develop a team here, which will be the hub, hub, hub zone. To where we would do the prove out process. Once it's proven out, we would then send that work to your company. All you have to do is do the same thing you're doing daily anyway, coming in, setting up the machines, making good quality parts. But now you have a team behind you to where you don't have to trailblaze like me to find customers, build those partnerships and relationships. I've I've already done that for you. All you have wow. to do is come to work day to day, just like you're doing now. But now you're the manager of your own operation. With help behind you, so you don't have to struggle like I had to do, or some days figuring it out, bumps and bruises. I'm trailblazing yeah. for you, taking the bumps and bruises. So I'm making the process just that much more seamless for you. Wow. Also, too, automation at some point, I will bring in robots. You know, I also have my uh, uh, um, associates in electrical engineering. For our final project, and we had to make up something. And what we did, it was a group of five of us, and we made a robotic arm. We uh, wrote the program code and everything from scratch. And it did an easy wow. uh, simulation. It just grabbed the box, moved some things around. But if you yeah. see these robot arms now to where it came from, to where it's going, it's like, wow. You know, I literally, we literally thought of that process, wrote the code and everything for it, and 
here we are. So if Dude. they can't find workers fast enough, which I'm sure they will, because the way I'm marketing this thing, I'm making it fun again. I'm making it sexy. And just <clears> to have that envelope here, you don't have to be an athlete to make millions. You don't have to be a rapper yeah. to make millions. You can do CAD, CAM, CNC manufacturing, you know, and get to the money. And you're saving, you know, problems, you know? So, yeah, you know. Courtney, so you I, I see this being even uh, just a massive idea. I, I, yeah. I love the idea um, sure. because I could see somebody who's not right for college, not right for university, right? Yep. I, mm -hmm. I keep telling kids uh, in schools that I talk, if you're willing to go take out 200K, 100K, whatever mm -hmm. it is, um, mm -hmm. why not take out 50K? Buy a Tormac or a Haas or something like oh, yeah. that. Yep. Have your your parents' garage mm -hmm. rewired. Exactly. Throw it in there. Now they can come to you. They don't have to go to Zometry to get a job and undercut other people. They can come to you, prove out processes, and just run that job in their garage, dude. Exactly. Exactly, Jim. You hit it right on the head. Even though I love Zometry, they were my very first customer. Mm. They're awesome. But, yeah. you know, some of the, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. You know, some of the things on there, the price point sometimes, the jobs, because they will quote the yeah. work for you. And you got to go on there and select it if you can make it. Some of the yeah. jobs on there that they quoted will only cover the cost of metal. So yeah. I'm like, Absolutely. where do I make money in here, man? You know, can <laughs> I talk to the guy that's quote these jobs, please? And a lot of times they won't let you let you do that. So it's like, you know, and you have to make it within a timely matter. I'm like. Yeah. Dude, you know, come on. So that's what kind of the downfall of that was. But by my process, we have the hub here. We're proving our stuff raw day to day time. Me, I know how stuff goes, whatever, but we're figuring it out. And as a unit, we will be able to pump out good quality parts within a timely manner, you know. Also, wow. saving lives, changing lives, creating legacy for multiple people that want it, man. Like, and, and crime rate will drop dramatically because they can see how fast you're getting money. And then yeah. with me with the uh, youth, I bring them in here. Some some kids, I will bring them off the street and just have them work for the day. I will pay them the same day they leave. Just keep money yeah. in their pocket, you know. Whatever, yeah. you know, so they don't have to go out and do any crime and anything like that. I didn't say yeah. instead of you guys flipping bricks of dope or whatever, you flip bricks of steel, aluminum. <laughs> I hope that when you write your book, Courtney, because you will write a book because you are uh, a dynamic motherfucker, man. man um, listen, that's, that's what I thought. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I you are it. one dynamic dude. Yes, sir. When you write your book, I want it to be flipping bricks of steel, <laughs> not dope. Something along those lines, man. I, I want that to be the title of your book. It's got to be. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, yeah. Well, because you're right. You are changing lives, right? And and so how does, uh, how does somebody else in this industry, right, that may come from a different background, a, a, maybe a little bit more privileged background, how do we get involved in helping change those lives, right? How do we support businesses like yours? How do we find businesses like yours, right? We were talking mm -hmm. before we started recording, you Google yeah. manufacturers that are black and, and you yeah. have a hard time finding them, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so how do we get involved if we come from a little bit different background uh, yeah. to, to help change the lives of 
young underrepresented groups in whatever city we're in. Yeah, man, I would say, Jim, do just what you're doing right now, sir. Connect with people that's in those pockets already. Like my guy, Andrew Crow. Hey, Andrew, yes, sir. I'm going to get a, get a grill too, man. I love it. You know, hey, I'm coming. I'm going to get slugs, bro. Hey, so connecting with guys like that that's already in those pockets, Jim, that's living it, that's there, you know, even though it's not many of us, but there's plenty of us, right? So, yep. you know. Me, I know plenty of us that's interested in this, even though it's one of me in this in this spot. But I know many, yeah. right? So as long as we continue to connect those bridges and just know that, man, we're all human, man. Like you know, listen, <laughs> I was born this way, you were born that way. So be it. Right. You know, how can we come together as brothers and sisters? You know, that's what it is as a as a human race. And get yeah. to this money and change these lives and lower the crime rate. Like, how do we yep. do that? You know, you you guys may have more resources than you know us is or whatever. How can you blend yeah. that with us to make this right. thing blossom and grow? Like, I think yeah. that's the perfect way. But what you're doing right now, Jim, is is that's the perfect way, man. Just to start those talks and get to meet people and you know. And fix it. You I can't know? wait until I'm in Milwaukee next time for yeah, WIMTS. I got oh, man. you. Sir. I am going to hang out with you, Thank you. until you're sick of me. Um, but I think I, I think that I think that we have this commonality, right? We have yes, uh, that's why Andrew and I connected. That's why you and I connected right off the yeah. bat. We're passionate about this industry, right? Yes, and, and it doesn't matter your paint color, right? It, yep, exactly. We both love this industry. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And, and so I think I think the more people just look at what mm -hmm. do they have in common, what are they both mm -hmm. passionate about, right? Yes. And yep. drive drive the message through that. Who gives mm -hmm. a fuck about everything else? Yeah, man. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the type of energy I'm on. That's the type of type of time I'm on. But as they say, love conquers all. Love is always yeah. powerful, more uh, powerful than than uh, hate. You know, I could always yeah. even at companies I worked at, I was the only black guy. You know, whatever. I tell a guy, man, hey, hey, good morning, good morning. He'll be grumpy. <laughs> One day he said good, a good, a good morning to me. One day he allowed me to buy him some coffee. Then we start going to lunch together. Then we start chopping. I it like up. it. You know, but yep. I could have went that same route. Like, well, well, forget you then, you know, whatever, you know, but yep. that's just, but I think one time I had a moment where I was in a company where it was me and engineers and this one guy, I fixed his process for him. I didn't just fix it. I made it better, but he was, he was mad at me. He would like smile on my face, go behind my back, whatever. It was, it was a lot, but I feel kind of bad if I said this. I told him, man, look, man, I bet you $5,000 cash. That I can outdo you and I think you in any anything in here. I probably should have said that. But he was just being a complete, you know. I like, you know, but he he didn't say that, Jim. He just walked away. Really? <laughs> but Dude. I bet on five thousand dollar cash, you know. I and he just walked away. He was just he was just picking with me, man. Like you know. Wow. But I think I was like, you know what, Courtney? Ah, you didn't have to do that, you know. But he didn't have to do what he did either. But it is what it is. I'm not in con in control of what other people yeah. do and how they move. I'm gonna just show them love. But I just show them love, yeah. man. Even the guy before me, man, I hugged him, man. Like, man, give me a hug, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Hug. 
I love it. I love that energy. Uh, Courtney, uh, we're, we're starting to wrap up here, my friend. Uh, second to last question for you. Um, what are three things uh, that manufacturers can do to change their culture, their, their company dynamic a little bit internally, right? Whether that's uh, embracing diversity, uh, whether that's uh, treating people more human, what are three things from your standpoint as a leader that you uh, have done or, or want to do that other manufacturers could join you in doing? Uh, yeah, man, uh, I would uh, start with just just in embrace that you know everyone's different you know there is more than one way to make something happen you know listen to other yeah. I, I ideas don't just shun it if it makes sense of course if it doesn't kind of tell them why it doesn't make sense you know yeah. but i would just say just have open arms man and, and embrace technology you know um um and then i would say for another just 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 know that uh you know, we are all and we are bring some to the uh, table, you know, um, yeah. uh, whether you be whatever, green, purple, whatever, just have that open mindset and just and just, you know, yeah. go for it. You know, you might this guy might be on to something, you know, like I've had guys teach yeah. me stuff all the time. Like I didn't. Wow. They, you know, and it worked, you know, better than my process, whatever, you know. So absolutely. And I would tell that guy, thank you or buy him lunch or something or whatever, you know, like, yeah. You know, Show so appreciation, would, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, then I would just say, you know, just, just, just continue to in, invest in your workers. You know, um, yeah. um, you know, I tell guys that I bring on here, I'm looking for three, three basic things, man. Be honest, no, no basic math. Show up to uh, work on time, and I can work with you. I love it. You know, um, I, I don't it. have to. They don't have to have all these skill sets and all this stuff. Me as an engineer, whatever. I make the process idiot proof in a way to where they can get it and grasp it, you know, and grow, you know? So, uh, I would, yeah, I would just think though, y'all probably didn't do it in order, but you know, maybe one, <laughs> but I would say they're all over, but I love it, man. I love I love it. Um, yeah. yep. and when you are ready to bring your, uh, OQM to Arizona, please reach yes, out to me because I'd I love sure to help will. you any way I can. If I not put a that. machine in my garage, my wife Hello. might hate me for that, but maybe I'll put a machine in the garage. It's all good. Yes, Courtney, sir. I really appreciate your time. Uh, what haven't I asked you that you want to share with, uh, the listeners of the manufacturing culture podcast? Um, if there's anything. I think you pretty much hit on everything, but um, I think one thing would be more so how do how do uh, a guy like me, a minority owned company, can get in contact and get more of the workflow for, from some of these big weird companies to keep that workflow going to where I can support the franchise market when they come because it is coming. And they can also benefit from that as well, just from getting tax breaks, just for doing business with me, you know, like that Absolutely. alone. Plus, we give good prices anyway, because, you know, I win when the customers win, you know, it's like, that's my yeah. motto. I win and when they win, you know, so, I love um, it. yeah, you know, I think that's about it, but everything else you hit it right on the head, Jim, man, you're an awesome guy. Man. I deeply appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you. And if you're still listening uh, mm -hmm. and my cussing hasn't thrown you off, dear listeners, no. um, and you have, and you have a shop and you have yeah. a shop and you're looking to outsource work 
Yeah. Do me a favor, reach out to me to get Courtney's information or reach out directly to Courtney. Uh, I'll have all of his contact information in the show notes uh, on Apple, on Spotify and on YouTube. Reach out to Courtney if you've got work. Let's keep this man so busy that he has no choice than to start this franchise model. Let's get him going. Um, And that, my friends, wraps up a one of my favorite, I got goosebumps and all that. Uh, one of my favorite episodes in the manufacturing culture podcast. Uh, we dove so deep with Courtney. I, I let out an MF at one point in this episode, guys. I, it was awesome. So from his roots, from his roots in Milwaukee's inner city to revolutionizing the manufacturing industry, Courtney's story is a powerful testament of the impact of resilience, innovation, and inclusivity. Today, we've explored the transformative role of culture in the manufacturing industry, especially through the lens of Courtney's experiences as a black man. Uh, He shared candid insights of the evolution of the industry, uh, challenges and some triumphs uh, of being a black entrepreneur uh, Mm -hmm. and his proactive measures to nurture a diverse and vibrant workforce. I mean, who else has gamified CAD and CAM uh, through Autodesk to make a video? I mean, that's brilliant. Um, yes. His vision for a future where CNC shops, CNC shops are as common as barber shops in every community, and his passion for introducing manufacturing careers to underrepresented communities is revolutionary. Uh, I don't know very many people who talk the way that Courtney does about what their vision is. Um if you've been inspired as I have been by Courtney's journey and want to hear more stories like this, head over to manufacturingculturepodcast.com. There you'll find other episodes like Andrew Crow, like uh, we were talking about earlier. He, I think, was episode five. Um, and, and we dove pretty deep with Drew into his experiences. So if you love this episode, check out that one. Um, support the podcast because I want to bring more stories like this to your ears. Um a huge thank you to Speroni, our sponsor, for their incredible support. Their commitment for fostering a thriving community uh, is what makes conversations like these possible. Uh, last but certainly not least, please rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on or, or watching on YouTube. The more you rate, the more you review, the higher we go up the charts, the more people actually find the show. I don't market guys because I don't want to mass market to people. I want this to grow organically and you listeners are doing such an amazing job at reviewing the show, liking the show, uh, rating it. Uh, and so more people are hearing it. So Rate us again today, write in the comments that Courtney's a badass, right? I don't care, uh, but put something in the comments uh, because that'll keep us moving. Uh, until next time, keep shaping the future of manufacturing. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Stay inspired, stay innovating, and let's change the future of manufacturing one CNC shop at a time. Thanks for li- listening. Have a great day. Keep making things.